Welcome to Brain Health and Healing with Eva Edelman and Simone Jeanette. Today we're talking about niacin. So and what exactly is niacin? It's vitamin B3. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> they were two separate things. No, niacin is a form of vitamin B3, as is niacinamide. So all of it, vitamin B3. Ah, so, yeah. interesting. It was discovered in the early 1900s when American mental hospitals in the South were filled with people with what's called pellagra. The researchers found that black tongue, a disease in dogs, was similar to pellagra. And when they gave the dogs liver, the dogs recovered, and then they extracted the niacin, the biochemical that was working. And they tried it on people. Now, the symptoms in people are the four Ds, diarrhea, dementia, dermatitis, and death. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, dementia, praecox, was dementia of the young. Schizophrenia, it was actually schizophrenia, so, so psychosis. But pellagra also gave rise to depression, anxiety, psychiatric symptoms, plus all kinds of skin symptoms, including a roughening of the skin. The word comes from pella agra, rough skin in mm. Italian. And then the diarrhea, diarrhea actually stands for various gastrointestinal symptoms. And people could die of pellagra. Just like they sometimes seem to die of schizophrenia. The researchers at that time, early 1900s, tried niacin on patients, and one doctor, Tom Spies, pioneered the treatment to isolated country folk in the South, where pellagra was rampant because of the diet that poor people were on, basically hog fat and corn, low niacin diets, and lack of quality meat, good source of niacin, quality red meat. So people recovered, he said, with only a little bit of niacin, well, a little bit relatively to how big the illness was, with just some niacin, they were recovered in a few weeks or months, maybe. About half the patients in the mental hospitals were eventually released because it was pellagra. It was pellagra they had. Looked like dementia praecox or whatever, anxiety, depression. It was pellagra. That's crazy. The quote from Tom Spies, I cannot accept the concept that their brains were irreparably damaged. It seemed that the cells were waiting listlessly and would function again at full efficiency when we gave them the required nutrients. And that's what he did. And that nice. began him and Goldberger and others. They started the niacin revolution. Which reached a peak with the work of Abram Hoffer discovering the effectiveness of high-dose niacin in C for schizophrenia and backing it up with the first double blinds in the history of psychiatry. So that illustrates what niacin does. It, yeah, it's good for it's gastrointestinal, miracle. good for skin, and good for anxiety, depression. Voices. And voices. In fact, one of the most powerful things B3 does is increase the removal of dopamine from the synapse, 
so there's less available to cause voices. B3 also activates GABA receptors. Now, we've talked about GABA, anti-anxiety, yeah. great anti-anxiety nutrient. GABA, also an important neurotransmitter, one of the major calming neurotransmitters. A little bit of GABA, sometimes just a little bit, like not a pill of GABA, but a tiny, tiny amount makes, I, I've seen amazing differences in people, just from a little bit. Well, B3 activates the GABA receptors, so it's a really good anti-anxiety nutrient. In fact, people with histopenia, the major paranoid schizophrenia biotype, but often they just have anxiety, like really intense anxiety, maybe panic attacks. They need niacin, and it does have amazing effects. All right. As does GABA, of course, for anxiety, but niacin is more of a root root cause nutrients, so having enough niacin, found in red meat, especially. There's a folk wisdom that says, you're feeling all anxious and jittery, have a good meal with some good meat, (laughs) (laughs) and people calm down, at least temporarily. Yeah. So niacin, niacin's important. Not to mention its use for mania. The same reason why it's good for anxiety. And psychosis. Like increasing GABA, reducing dopamine, increasing comp to recycle the antidepressant neurotransmitters. So you have too much dopamine or norepinephrine, then comp will recycle it, or GABA will keep it in balance, and niacin is at the root of all of that. Okay. So great for anxiety and great for mania. Gets that dopamine out of the synapse and helps GABA counterbalance those manic, excitatory neurotransmitters. Keep them to a low roar. Yeah, low roar. That's a good way to say it. So like (laughs) the niacin and GABA will keep you creative, not zombified right but not manic and like scary to other people and yourself because that is a thing yeah it's really good for symptoms like fear or paranoia or voices so yeah yeah so there's other nutrients but we're just focusing on Niacin. niacin right now Right, so you do have among schizophrenics and their families a tendency to creativity, art, music, etc., acting, writing. So when you have a certain amount of dopamine, it's great. When you have too much, there's voices and you're terrorized. So the B3, just Mm -hmm. to the right amount that there's no voices, leaves you still with those neurotransmitters that you like to be creative. So there's a way that you can know, like, oh, yeah, I have just the right amount. I'm not plagued by these voices telling me to, whatever, do something that's bad. And so there's a certain balance, what you want. Hoffa was giving people who had voices, eventually, from 500 milligrams three times a day to a gram, a 1,000 milligrams, or two grams three times a day, That's quite a bit. 
So that turned out to be mainly for histopedics, but for pyrolorix and histodelics, the undermethylated, those people, if they have voices or have high anxiety, niacin was also useful, but at lower doses. Niacin also supports formation of acetylcholine, which on the one hand is a major driver of the parasympathetic nervous system, the one that counteracts the fight or flight you get from, say, norepinephrine. Mm -hmm. So niacin supports that calming down from that stress. Wow, my whole life I've been in fight or flight. This is amazing knowledge. Eva Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> so niacin comped acetylcholine and lowering dopamine in the synapse. So pretty good. On the other hand, increasing brain metabolism, major factor in supporting brain metabolism. So niacin is going both ways. It supports brain metabolism, and it supports the balance of neurotransmitters and the biochemicals that keep them from being excessive. And your body is choosing what it's going to do, and that's one of the major ways it's different from pharmaceuticals, because it's not forcing anything, and it's giving your body choices. Nice. So what do they use it for? As we said, psychosis, voices, anxiety, but also depression, because when your brain metabolism is too low, you are prone to depression. On the other hand, excess, especially of niacinamide, another form of niacin or B3, Uh sometimes in really high doses can promote depression. So you want that correct balance. Yeah, life is totally about balance, any way you look at it. Yeah, comp. What, what is comp? You say comp. You want to know what it is? You sure? Yeah. Okay, it's catechol-O-methyltransferase. Dang. It, <laughs> it's a biochemical that processes those antidepressant neurotransmitters like dopamine, norepinephrine, epinephrine sends them on their way. So with low niacin, you have, besides mania, emotional ability, like getting set off really easy. And that's for low niacin? Low niacin. When you say these things, I have these characters of people that I know in my life, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, oh my God, they do this. They should take niacin. You know, it's like (laughs) it's so interesting when you know about this biochemistry, which is a difficult word and concept for a lot of people. But but once (laughs) once you have the knowledge, it's it makes you more sensitive to people in a whole different level. Yeah. And then low niacin can also be related to hyperactivity, aggression, violence. and insomnia. So on the one hand, depression. On the other hand, mania and aggression, maybe. So again, it's finding the balance. Yeah. Can you give kids niacin? What do you think about that? Over the years, since the 1950s, when Hoffa first started, many psychiatrists across the world have given niacin to people with voices and anxiety and psychosis. 
psychosis sometimes starts really young, but is usually identified preteen or especially teen years, and so it's been given. Children get lower doses, and you do have to, with anyone, watch what's the appropriate dose for them. If they don't have the enzymes, the proper functioning of biochemicals in their body, natural biochemicals, then giving them the nutrients that support what naturally would be there is only healthful. The trick is to find out what exactly they need, what exactly supports them. And if you're doing what supports them, supports what allows for healthful function, then it's not going to hurt. Just what a person needs for optimal function. Cool, dude. So sometimes people with psychosis, they have a sensory disperceptions, like things taste funny, maybe they taste like poison, or things smell funny, and especially sound could be totally irritating and also light. So people hide in their rooms and want perfect quiet. And when you talk to them, they think you're yelling. It's common with schizophrenia. Niacin's really good Autism for all those. Too, though, is like have those kind of symptoms. Too loud. Like, I get that sometimes. And yeah. I always have to have my lights dim in my house. And I only like natural lights. Yeah. So what else does it help with? Learning disorders, dementia. Sometimes that, that's an issue. Now, this, this is not saying for everyone. This is saying it could be helpful. Right, right, right. Find out. Talk to your doctor. So, yeah, great nutrient. In some cases, it's good for neurological symptoms like seizures. Again, because, for instance, seizures are overstimulation of certain neurons. Well, here's niacin that counters overstimulation and supports GABA, one of the nutrients that natural practitioners use for seizures. So, yeah, niacin is good, too. Like, again, check with your doctor. So, and similar to that, confusion. It's good for confusion. Like, that's like when you think about schizophrenia, the very beginning, it's confusion often. Yeah. But also dementia. So niacin, really good. I wonder what it would do for the brain fog that people get from eating wheat. A little more niacin, maybe. Yeah. Oh, one thing we have to say, and we said it before, niacin flush, beware the niacin flush. That is when niacin helps release excess histamine. The first time you take it, there's a lot of excess often. Uh, Bipolars is always a flush almost. So the flush, it's actually healthy, good for your circulation, but it feels crazy. One person... I came across thought that the doctor was trying to burn him from the inside out. No, it's just a niacin yeah. flush. Okay, so how long does it take usually for niacin to kick in? Like right now, I took my niacin this morning, and I feel like I'm having a niacin flush on the back of my neck. Sometimes when you eat warm food. That's right. Yeah, and which just, you just did. Yeah. Yeah, and usually it's within about half an hour. It's like saying, if you take your niacin and have some tea... You're going to get a flush right away, and it's going to be strong, any hot food. But for most people, for instance, with voices or anxiety, taking it three times a day, 
it'll deplete the histamine so much that you don't really get a flush. With bipolars, they almost always flush. So. I must be bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> if flushing is a problem, a person can get a non-flush form of niacin. Often it's a combo with inositol. All right, Eva, this is the one that I'm totally fascinated with. The benefits of niacin and kicking nicotine. Yeah, nicotine, alcohol, opiates. Because it stimulates the GABA receptor. It's calming you down. You don't need all that extra stuff. Some people have quit smoking in a week by taking small amounts of niacin and C each time they crave a cigarette. Wow, that's important information. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the miracle yeah. nutrient. So we got a woodpecker. <laughs> this is a busy little neck of the woods right here. You got birds and woodpeckers and birds and woodpeckers and chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, we like to do the show outdoors because of the wonderful sun that we sometimes get and the energy of the outdoors. (laughs) But we've had a lot of problems, like they're fixing a house up next door on on one side. Yeah, on the other side, they're doing some kind of gardening with a chainsaw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, I hope you appreciate our natural sounds here and a really loud woodpecker. Yeah, it's awesome, (laughs) dude. Yeah. Is he in this tree? Where's he at, I wonder? I want my binoculars. Well, I am so grateful to learn about niacin, and I'm grateful to share the knowledge with everyone who listens and those of my friends that probably could use some niacin. So I feel like it's a miracle nutrient, and I'm glad we did a show on it. I love niacin so much. If we went around just giving like people on the streets kind of that are a little crazy or whatever, niacin, we could like save the world, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, extra niacin is not indicated for everyone, but for people with psychosis or anxiety, confusion, some people with learning disorders, and niacin is often a critical and amazingly effective nutrient. Disclaimer. All statements on this show are for educational purposes only. Everyone is biochemically unique, which is one of the reasons why the material presented here is not meant as medical diagnosis or treatment for the individual. In no way is anything said on the show to be taken as a prescription. Please see a physician if you think you have a medical or psychiatric problem, or even if you want to change your meds. Reminder, starting nutrients does not mean that medication should be stopped. In fact, usually what orthomolecular physicians do is add nutrients to your medication protocol and then when significant improvement occurs such that the dose of medication seems too great, then the doctor will reduce the dosage, going on like that in gradual steps over time. 
Okay, so I guess I hate to leave you guys, but it's time. See you next episode.